gentlemen welcome to the nxt rundown i am your host ginger and with me with me is with me is i'm alone tonight we are riding solo on this episode of nxt rundown jason had some stuff that he had to get taken care of so i'd like to go to bed a little early tonight so i'm gonna spoil myself and um we're going to go with that. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you guys for giving this a little play. And, uh, oh, it's it's going to be a little weird because you're only going to get my disgusting voice. But, you know, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Well, uh, we're going to kind of get into things right away. Um, first, we're going to start with the news. And couple hours ago uh somebody tweeted at um charlotte flair and apparently dave Meltzer, you dumbass as usual i mean everybody knows he is very much disliked on this network here but um he uh had a little discussion about charlotte flair i don't know the exact words of his but uh somebody tweeted at her uh, and she replied, yeah, I just listened to the podcast, and I thought at Dave Meltzer, W-O-N, would have learned his lesson last time, commenting about women's bodies. But apparently, I'm fair game. Crooked face. So, I get to respond, again, to a rumor about my body, again. You know what? This is when it stops. Dave... Go to hell. Uh, she then also said, "You have my phone number. It would take thirty second. It would take you thirty seconds to ask, as opposed to giving straight crap to your listeners. Grow up. For you, of all people, to comment on a woman's looks. Do you have any shame, decency, or professionalism left at all? Find a mirror. Look hard, Dave." You know, I don't blame Charlotte for saying this shit because this is not the obviously not the first time. I'm sure it won't be the last, but this guy needs to fucking stop. Huge piece of shit for talking shit about females' bodies or looks. Or my guess is that he came out and said, "Oh, she got suspended because she has to go get worked on again." That's I guarantee that's exactly what he said. And shame on him because, again, she said it perfectly. Find a mirror, look hard, Dave. But I, 
I just I, I just don't understand it. This dude has no place to be talking about females. Um, especially we're we're past that. Yes, there are you know attractive female wrestlers and you know workers and you have you know not so great looking but they're they're talented and they work for Vince so it's they they're obviously going to get the attention and people are going to judge them but for Dave Meltzer to comment about anything about people's looks is just it, it's so dumb now because it's always dumb you know you got these guys sitting in their basements you know we we say this quite often here you know you got these guys sitting in their basements and just completely out of shape couldn't run five feet without losing wind and just pimples and just nasty shit all over them said oh oh they could I, i could do better oh my god it's like no dude this shit takes a lot, but it's, they have no right to judge a woman, a woman's looks. Um, but you know, I, the less we talk about Dave, the better, because obviously huge piece of shit. Uh, in other news, actually, before we move on, um, Sonya Deville replied, uh, people like him don't confront their issues. They hide in the comfort of their makeshift basement studio, insulting people they wish they could be. That is spot on, Sonya. So we appreciate your input on that because that dude has no place to be speaking about looks. In uh, other news... Um, Triple H dismisses the imaginary war between NXT and AEW. Uh, he was on Cheap Heat with Peter Rosenberg. Uh, he'd offered his thoughts on NXT's permanent move to Tuesday. Uh, the promotional opportunity for us is much better on a Tuesday and also then not having to have a narrative where it's just constantly about an imaginary war or this imaginary battle. And people can say what they want, but the truth of the matter is you compete against everything. If you're creating a television product or content, that is the world we live in. Uh, Is content not television, not internet? It's everything. So you're constantly competing for eyeballs and time against everything under the sun, including sleep and time to do other things and video games and TikTok and everything else that's out there. So having your own space sort of where you don't have to have to then uh, excuse me, um, have have to then have an added imaginary battle is kind of nice. But the bigger fact is having a lead in. This is a great opportunity for us to have a lead in from Monday Night Raw, get that promotional window from Monday Night Raw. Um, again, it's not a war anymore. We we discussed this, you know, time and time again when NXT was on Wednesdays, where they originally were before AEW said, "Hey, we're gonna go on Wednesdays," but. Yeah, we, 
I, I forget the quote that I'm looking for, but it's you're beating a dead horse at this point. He doesn't care about it, and now AEW stands can just shut the fuck up because there's no war anymore. Um, that's basically how he put it in a nice way. So kudos to him for acknowledging it. You know, a lot of people were like, ooh, he doesn't really comment on it. It's just, it's, there was more to it. I, I can't find it at the moment, but he, he did go into a little more detail. But whatever. It's a made-up war, and I'm tired of it, and we no longer have to deal with it, so I'm going to shut the fuck up about it. Um, so, another piece of news, kind of a shitty piece of news, uh, EC3, um, revealed that he's been hospitalized, he, uh, revealed it on yesterday, uh, he's been hospitalized for five days to, due to an infection, he says he neglected to get proper care for, um, and if you go on Twitter, uh, at the real EC3, um, yeah, he's he's laid up in a bed. I mean, anybody that looks to be in a hospital bed is it just looks terrible, regardless. Um, but he did say, uh, hashtag control your narrative can kill you. Uh, that's not strictly just an attention-grabbing headline. It's more than a, more of an update. Uh, short version, an infection I neglected pr- proper care for, put other people, other others people's needs before mine. Went straight empath, uh, caught up to me and broke me. Long version, it's extensive. I've been hospitalized for five days and will need and will need longer. Anyways, I will heal. If you want to help, drop a comment or a thought or affirmation. Uh, <clears throat> please do not text. Please. Uh, all I ask. Uh, period. I, I wonder if he meant to say please call. I ask. If you want to help, let me be alone. Okay, so I guess he does not want to be bothered. Eh, who wants to be bothered? Uh, hashtag control your narrative, hashtag free EC3, hashtag EC3, hashtag uh, don't text me. Wow, that's a long one. Um, hashtag let me sleep, hashtag thanks. Uh, so obviously you never want to see this on anybody, um, especially somebody that's you know liked by a lot of people in the wrestling business. So uh, we want, we, we obviously wish him well and uh, hopefully you know, he, he gets he pushes through it. I mean he seems to be in good spirits. He just doesn't want to be bothered. I mean you know when when you get in that kind of mode, it's just you know I've been there. I've been hospitalized for a couple of days before, and I just I really, you kind of get a little bit of a depression stage. So uh, obviously he's got an infection. We don't know. He didn't say what it was, but. Uh, yeah, whatever you hear, unless it comes from the horse's mouth, um, uh, it's all just rumor until we know what's going on. But uh, well wishes to him, and you know, uh, let's let's pray that he pushes on through and gets back in the ring as soon as possible. Uh, so for me, that's gonna do it for news. Um, 
So let's get into the NXT rundown. Uh, I immediately don't like the new intro. I want my Slipknot back. Um, that it's I don't like the poppy intro. I want Corey Taylor back coming through my TV speakers. Uh, I, I don't like it. Uh, after the new intro, a uh, new video package as well for the intro. Um, after that, Kyle O'Reilly comes out, um, cuts a promo. He says he faced the toughest test at takeover in his career. Cole is behind him now. Uh, highly unlikely considering the fact that, uh, Cole said he was going to end O'Reilly. So Cole's just taking a nice little vacation, but, uh, he then goes on to say, what is next for Kyle? Uh, he found his killer instinct. Does he go for the workhorse title, the North American championship? Love the fact that he called that because it's back in the day uh, when the Intercontinental title actually meant something. Uh, it was the workhorse title. Those are the people that were the pe- that that could work fucking anybody and come out with a top match. And uh, so that that was a nice little I don't want to say callback, but it, it's nice little reference to that title. Uh, he says or do I go for the top prize? And as he starts to talk about carrying cross, the banjo starts playing and Cameron <laughs> Grimes is on his way out. Uh, he gets in the ring, congratulates Kyle for showing he could stand and deliver. You're welcome, Troy. Uh, Cameron wants to invest in Kyle. He pitches more ideas to Kyle and them together. They can go to the moon. Uh, Kyle then calls him a genius for his business propositions. That was very nice of him. Uh, Kyle then says that he has been cleared for competition. And he saw his opponent around somewhere earlier, but starts playing with his glasses, taking them on and off. And Grimes yells out to to the crowd if they want a piece of Kyle. And O'Reilly says, oh, my opponent's right here and punches him in the face. Kyle plays a little air guitar. His music hits and uh, we're on to the next next segment. Uh, You kind of knew where this was going once Grimes came out and I am down for this match. Uh, We will obviously see what happens later on in the show. The newest signee of NXT, Saray. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. right. I hope I, I believe it's Saray. Uh, she is walking up to the building, and Mr. Regal is there to uh, welcome her. But uh, Zoe Stark interrupts pretty quickly, and you know, it's like she wants to be Saray's first match. Regal says, "You know, I was thinking about that," and um, he agrees. So, later on tonight, we will get Zoe Stark versus Saray. Let me talk to you. L.A. Knight cuts a promo talking about how everybody attacked him at TakeOver in the gauntlet match. And he get he was pretty upset with Dexter Loomis putting the silence on him on the outside. And they're having a match tonight. So, I'm... Interested to see where this goes. 
So next up, we go to Dexter Loomis versus L.A. Knight. They kind of work a little bit. Uh, Loomis is doing his same get up with, like, kind of just staring at him. They tie up, do, do a little bit of stuff, but nothing too major. But eventually, Knight hits a nice slingshot, shoulder block. Uh, then he runs off the ropes and quickly gets back body dropped by Loomis. It was a nice one, too. Nice height. Um, after that, Loomis does the creepy crawl and Knight backpedal crawls and crotches himself on the post. I like this spot. Uh, I don't know. I, I wish there was somebody that could, you know, approve, uh, agree or disagree, but... Uh, I, I thought it was interesting to see it. I don't, we haven't seen it before. So it was a nice little spot that they did. And then, uh, so Knight kind of acted like he was trapped in the post. Uh, and then Loomis got out and uppercutted him in the face. Um, Loomis then hits his fire later on. And it ends with the kip up, leg drop combo, and a slingshot suplex for a two count. Uh, they work a little bit outside, and all of a sudden, Indy Hartwell is on the other side of the glass. I'm looking at you through the glass. Don't know how much time has passed. <laughs> and uh, they shuffle to the open section. And when this happens, Indy trips over something. Loomis almost breaks. But he does he, he, for a quick second. But Indy stands right back up. Uh, they have a little stare down, and Knight blindsides Loomis and says to Indy, "You possibly can't be interested in a loser like that." He turns around and gets a plancha chop and toss back in. Loomis, so he he tosses back in, uh, but. Loomis can't take his eyes off of Indy, and I wouldn't be able to either. Loomis is getting back in the ring, and Knight hooks up his finish and hits it terribly. I forget. I, I, don't, I don't think they've actually hit a name for it, but right, it might have been Knight's Out or Lights Out or something like that. But uh, it looked fucking terrible. I don't know what the hell happened. Somebody lost their footing, but it just looked back bad. But... Your winner is L.A. Knight. So Knight celebrates for a second and walks up the ramp. And Indy climbs over and gets on the apron and looks to kiss Loomis. She's got a kissy face out. But just before it happens, A, she totally orgasmed before making the kissy face. My goodness, that was fucking hot. Uh, but before Loomis lays the lip lock on, Austin Theory and the way drag her off the apron and take her away. Uh, as for the match, I like the fact that they gave Knight a win. Uh, I, I, I want to say that was his first win, but I, I just for some reason can't think if he won a singles or not yet. Um... But, uh, yeah, he um, he took the win. It's about fucking time. Uh, match was okay. Uh, nothing too fancy. Like, me and Jason talk about this all the time. It's uh, Loomis is a uh, raw SmackDown-type worker. 
He's not, you know, he's, he doesn't have the, the quick-paced, uh, kind of more technical, savvy style that NXT has. But uh, as for Knight, I thought he looked good. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. As for Loomis and Indy, this would carry on through pretty much the entire night. Um, some was a little meh, but we'll, we'll get into that. Leon Ruff is on my TV again, and I don't really care what the fuck he's saying, so let's just move on over that. Um, Beth Phoenix is out back sitting down with Io Shirai. They replay her winning the NXT Women's Championship at TakeOver In Your House. Uh, they Beth says that must have been the greatest feeling in your life, and Io agrees. But then they show the replay of her losing at TakeOver. Io says she will get her rematch, but right now she needs some rest. But all of a sudden, that fucking dog is loose again, and... Frankie Monet walk in and interrupt. Uh, she introduces herself with super cleave. My goodness. Uh, she says she will fill EO's shoes while she's gone. EO talks to her in native base. She probably called her a fucking cunt, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, and Frankie just says she has no idea what she just said. That's that's the point, Frankie Monet. That that's the point there. She doesn't want you to know what she's saying. Probably it was probably like a spoiler alert. Like I'm gonna win the title from Frankie. That's gonna be it. Right. A little bit, kind of a short segment, but EO's going on, gonna take some time off. So, uh. Okay. She wasn't. She. She. Did, in my opinion, she didn't seem to be there every week. It was only like she was only there, like three weeks straight when it was coming up to takeovers. But if it wasn't really that important, she didn't need to be there. I mean, it, in a way, that's okay. Because you know, oversaturation of somebody can you know make you just be like, man, okay. But we'll see when she gets back. Well, hopefully, uh, oh. Get some over the moon salts when she gets back, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, so we go to commercial, and we come back, and Brizongo is dressed up as Queen's guards, walking back and forth in the ring. Their opponents tonight, yep, you guessed it, the grizzled young veterans. Uh, Gibson proceeds to cut a promo and calls them Yanks, even though Breeze is Canadian. Good job, Gibson. Uh, as soon as GYV get in the ring, they start to beat the shit out of each other. Uh, both GYV members get clotheslined to the outside. Uh, eventually the bell rings and Breeze and Gibson start the match. Uh, veterans get the upper hand by the corner Irish whip blocked by Drake when he runs over and, you know, and Gibson hits a clothesline on Breeze to take advantage. Uh, not for very long, though, because Breeze hits a double baseball slide and a front flip plancha by Dango sends us into break. 
Drake sells a knee injury after jumping off the top, and while the ref checks him, Gibson comes in and thumbs Dango in the eye for them to get the advantage back. I felt about that spot. It was it was a little much just to do an eye poke. I if if you low blowed him, yeah, cool, all the power to him. But an eye poke, like you you see eye pokes in every single match, and the ref doesn't disqualify him, which unless they can continue to do it. Then, you know, it's, I, I just found it a little, little much for what they were going for. Uh, second rope, dro- second rope drop kick and a downward spiral combo gets a two for veterans. Hot tag to Breeze, puts the boots to Drake, then an insigiri to Gibson, then a forearm to Drake, forearms Drake off the apron, uh, and then hits a... I'm sorry. He forearms Drake by jumping off the apron on the outside. Uh, back in the ring in what Troy called a reverse downward spiral last week is hit on Drake by Breeze. Side rush leg sweep. A blind tag, then a tilt-a-whirl into a ticket to mayhem gets the win for grizzled young veterans. They keep... Not winning important matches, but they'll win. You know, they'll they'll get the victories that they need. Um, you know, they they just they can't win the big one, and I think that's the story that's being told here, is they can win matches, but they just can't win the Dusty Cup or the tag team championships. I don't mind that as, for a story, uh, it, for heels, it, it's it's kind of a change because. You're used to seeing, oh, the the good guys can't, the baby faces can't win the big one, and then eventually they do. But I think the Grizzled Young Veterans are, are a good team to do this with because you can build it, and finally they win the tag team championships. Uh, more on the tag team championship picture a little bit later. Uh, dinner time with Indy Hartwell and the way interrupts saying, end the interview right now. We're not doing this. Uh, but then Bronson Reed interrupts saying, don't you love love? He also says that Loomis would be a great fit for the Gargano family. (laughs) And he still has his eyes set on the North American championship. Johnny says you lost the takeover. So it's back to the line for you. Reed then says, why don't I just rip your head off right now? Theory then says, nobody rips the head off of Papa John. Johnny proceeds to say, yeah, yeah, I love it when he calls me Papa John. Theory says he already talked to Mr. Regal, and Reed will have to beat Austin for a title shot. And Johnny immediately looks concerned. Reed then says, sounds good to me, mate, and walks away. Johnny's not happy about this because, yeah, Theory lost to fucking Reed last week. Uh, and then Johnny proceeds to poke Theory's ribs, and he winces in pain. Mackenzie tries to go back to Indy, but Johnny grabs the microphone out of her hands. This is absolutely not end of segment. End it now. If you want to talk, we'll talk over here off camera. 
Nice little, nice little spot. I, you know, I think it's, this is another situation where it's normally like the guy is going after the girl in like these romantic-esque storylines, but I, I like that it's switched up with a female going after a male. I, I, I like it, and I, in my opinion, I think Horny Indy is hilarious. Uh, I, th- I think me and her need to get together because she, we got Horny Indy and Horny, Horny Ginger. Um, I, I'd be down for that. DM me. You'll never hear this, but... Dinner, we go to commercial, then we come back. Dinner time is then with Cameron <laughs> Grimes. Uh, she asks if he, then he asks her if he, if she knows about NFT. She says no, and it stands for non-fungible token. Uh, he put on a bid on, he put a bid on some, and his hand, a random producer hands him a manila envelope, and it says that he did not win the high bid, and the winner was Ted DiBiase. And DiBiase sent his condolences, I guess, to Grimes for not winning. Grimes then freaks out and just walks away all pissy. I really hope we get a payday between Grimes and Ted DiBiase because why else would you continue to do this? There's no reason to continue to do this unless we're going to get a good payday where... Uh, I believe Jason had said this. Uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. makes a return. And, you know, give us a payday to this, please. Don't leave it there just dangling like a fucking worm on a hook and we're the fish. Just We just can't... It's just, just, just out of reach for us. Please don't do that. Next up, we got Zoe Stark versus Saray. Uh, the females hand sh- give a nice little handshake to start the match and show of respect. Test of strength into a bridge in- by Saray. So Saray was in a bridge and Stark says, fuck it, and rides her cowgirl style. Leg trap in a bridge to a chin lock by Saray once she gets the upper hand. Zoe gets the upper hand for a few minutes. Just nothing too fancy. She gets a suplex, but... Uh, Saray throws some really nice forearms. They look stiff. They look mean. They look meaningful. And I thought they looked fantastic. Uh, two brutal drop kicks and one with Zoe leaning on the bottom rope. And that drop kick when she was sitting and leaning on the bottom rope was gross. Uh, those drop kicks are followed up by a fisherman suplex. And that gets a two for Saray. Zoe fights back with a roundhouse how, and then a half Nelson suplex and a sliding knee for a very close two. Uh, Saray recovers and hits a spinning back kick, a forearm, and a T-bone suplex. And your winner is Saray. So she gets a victory in her very first match here in NXT. And uh, this match was really good. 
I thought this is a great spot for Zoe. I thought she looked fantastic. Saray, it was a good introduction match to kind of get a feel for how she's going to be with NXT. And I thought they did a really good job with these two pairing, paired up. And uh, if you disagree, you suck. So after the match, Zoe is leaving the ring to let Saray do her celebration. But... All of a sudden, Tony the Booty Storm takes out Zoe Stark. Just uh, beats the shit out of her a little bit, and uh, Tony then just stops and then leaves. And Saray checks on Zoe and rubs her ass to make sure she's okay. Hot. Uh, Tony Storm versus Zoe. I think this could be a pretty good feud. Uh, Zoe has shown some really good potential. We know what Tony can do. She's had some good matches since, you know, since coming back after being out for a little bit due to the pandemic and such. But, um, I think this has a potential to be a really, really good story. Uh, I mean, only time will tell, but we'll, we'll see what, what, where it brings us. We go all back in more dinner time. Mm-mm-mm. And her guests are the NXT Women's Champion, Raquel Gonzalez, and Dakota Kai. Um, she gives a little respect to Io's reign as champion. Uh, Kai says we beat her so bad she needs a vacation. Uh, Kai then brings up uh, Mercedes Martinez wanting a title shot and... No, it's just... I don't know what they're doing here. Uh, I mean, obviously they're going to split those two, but I feel like they could possibly be trying to push your Raquel as a babyface. Um, we'll obviously see in the future, but, I mean, Mercedes is kind of looking at... Um, Mercedes is kind of looking as the babyface with these promos and smiling and all this shit, but uh, Mercedes versus Raquel should be a good match. I I hope they just beat the shit out of each other, which is the point, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, We then go to Candice and Indy are walking in the back and they stop. So Candice can say that Regal is a saboteur and they don't need to ask him for anything. And then all of a sudden, from behind a glass door, I'm looking at you through the glass. Uh, Indy sees Loomis peering over, peering through the glass, and Candace thinks Indy is in tail, but she stopped walking once she saw Loomis. Candace then confronts the tag t- women's tag team champs, uh, Poon Shots. Candace says they want what they deserve and belong to them. They ask her, what, what, what does Indy think? And she she turns around to see what she thinks, but she's not there. Candace knocks a cup of water out of Poon's hand and tries to run, but they stop her and kidnap her and drag her into their locker room and have her three. So, I mean, and beat the shit out of Candace. Uh, more on this situation a little bit later. Uh, we get a replay of Kushida winning the Cruiserweight Championship last week in a 
Very good match with him and Escobar. Um, I, I, I haven't given my thoughts on Kushida winning the championship. I fucking love it. Uh, me and Jason have consistently talked about the fact that Kushida needed a title. It would have been nice to have him as the North American champion, but the Cruiserweight Championship is a pretty, uh, pretty big focal point for NXT, so I'll take it. Um, I, I like it, and Kushida's going to give you a good match regardless of who he's working. Um, and speaking of which, uh, he's coming out for a celebration. Uh, basically it wasn't much of a celebration. He just issues an open challenge and it's accepted by Oni Larkin. Uh, the match starts and the grapple chain is started. They go back and forth. This happens for about four minutes. It's, it's, it's basic, but it's, it looks really good for what they, what they were doing. Uh, Oni sits on the top rope and gets kicked in the face, sending him to the outside. Uh, Kushida tries for the running handspring back elbow, but Oni runs off the uh, same rope and hits a running uppercut for a two. Dominable stretch by Oni slows the pace down. One of my favorite moves. Uh, charging uppercut and a blockbuster gets a two for Oni. It's a very nice spot. Uh, hip toss, cartwheel, drop kick combo, arm punt, and a hoverboard lock is what gets the win for Kushida. Okay. I mean, this match wasn't fantastic. Was it bad? Absolutely not. But it, it, it was good. It was. It gave Oni a good match uh, because, you know, Danny Birch had to go and get hurt. So... Good for him. I, I I thought what he did with Kushida was good stuff. Obviously, Kushida looked good, but, you know, well, nothing came of it because it's just Oni Lorcan. It was just a quick match. But after the match, Legato Del Fantasmus music hits, and Escobar walks out only to fool Kushida, who is attacked from behind by Wild and Raul. Those two beat down Kushida on the outside, but MSK shows up to even the odds. MSK and Kushida stand tall for now. Um, more on that little craziness a little bit later. Uh, Mercedes Martinez is talking to Raquel, saying she's going to whoop her ass. Uh, she called out Kai for her Kai, for Kai's comments because um, Raquel didn't comment on Mercedes. She just kind of bypassed her, and so Mercedes is like, "Well, hey, you don't want to? Uh, I'll make you. I'll make you uh, feel pain. I don't know. That was fucking terrible, but whatever." Um, Johnny and Theory talking are sitting in the back talking about how talking about how Bronson got the deal earlier. Candace then walks up and is all fucked up from the DP from Poon Shots. Uh, she says absolutely nothing. Indy walks up and says she saw him. Loomis. She also says that she spoke to Regal and her and Candace get the tag title shot that they wanted. Uh, so 
Theory, Indy, and Johnny all do the way cheer. Uh, and Johnny proceeds to say, give Candace five minutes. And those three leave. And Candace just sits there. And she looks tired of the bullshit with this group. Uh, I think I'm right here. Uh, I think I've been right the whole time. I think Candace is going to just leave the way. I really do feel that way. Haha, <laughs> get it. But only time will tell. That's going to be my quote of the night. Ever rises in the ring to get their asses kicked by Imperium. Uh, Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. Eichner hits a big line right away on Martel. Uh, tagged to his partner and he gets a fall away slam tagged to Bartel Bartel and surround sound drop kicks in the corner Killian Dane then comes out to confront Alexander Wolf and this distracts Eichner and Parker almost rolls him up but he kicks out and hits another murder line uh, I honestly thought Everize was going to take this one I think it would have not hurt Imperium at all but Eh, shit happens. Um, Drake Maverick appears and punches Wolf in the face. Dane immediately starts apologizing and drags Drake to the back. Imperium hits the Eurobomb, and that's all she wrote for Everize. So we got a little feud going on here between... Or I don't even know if it's a feud, really, because like, Drake is the only one that's mad about anything. We'll see what happens. You know, it's... it's uh, I mean... I, I'm kind of tired of the Dane and Drake thing. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of seeing the... Big guy and the little guy and just big guy. Just, it's, it's fucking... It's, it's overplayed. Are you really... Out of that many fucking storylines that you just you just this, you just did this just to do it like I just eh, just irks me now. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly is walking to the entrance and Scarlet oh, with the NXT champion Karen Cross are staring him down. They have a little Kyle just stares back. They have a little stare down and Kyle's music hits. He comes out. We go to break. Uh, we come back to announcements for matches next week. Dakota Kai will be taking on Mercedes Martinez. That should be an interesting match. Bronson Reed versus Austin Theory. If Bronson wins, he gets another shot at the North American Championship. And six-man tag team action with Kushida and MSK versus Legato Del Fantasma. If Legato loses next week, I'm not going to be happy. Because if I'm correct, Legato has not won a six-man uh, tag match. So let's hope they let's hope they do the right thing and build this feud right. So it is now time for your main event of the evening, ladies and gentlemen: Kyle O'Reilly versus Cameron. <laughs> Grimes. Some good old wrestling to start. Ground grappling. Good stuff. 
Uh, Kyle hits a high knee and Grimes sits and Kyle runs up to him and just slaps him in the face. Kyle tries to take Grimes down, but Grimes backflips over Kyle and deadlift Germans him. Me and Jason have said this many times. Fantastic spot. It's, I think it's, it's good because they don't do it all the time. So, or because I know Riddle did it before as well, uh, but I, I I think it's fantastic. Uh, so after that, a hard front buckle bump by O'Reilly. Hard Irish whip by Kennedy. Just, oh, God. Those hurt the arms and chest. It, it hurts your whole upper torso to take that bump. It does not feel well. Um, Kyle makes a comeback, hits a seven-hit combo to start his, to start it. Uh, arm breaker right into a back suplex, right then into a knee bar. But Grimes quickly scrambles to the ropes. Tidal wave attempt, but it's reversed into a guillotine. Kyle lets go and hits a big knee strike right to the fucking chest. Grimes recovers and hits the tidal wave for a two. They then go kick for kick, but Grimes ends it with a collision course for a two. Great falsy. O'Reilly hits the brain buster, then the knee drop off the top, and that's it. Your winner is Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly stands tall as we go off the air. Uh, This match was really fucking good. Um... I feel that they're putting a lot of uh, a lot of trust in Grimes, especially because he constantly works with the top guys. He works Finn, he worked Roddy. I mean, Roddy's not a top guy, but oh, he's constantly going. He worked, he beat Balor, pinned him, uh, and now he's working O'Reilly. Uh, I forget who I, I it slipped my mind what other top guys he's worked, but I mean, obviously they trust him enough to do these matches and. Uh, they're good every time. So let, let's hope they keep going with Grimes and, you know, we get a payday for this fucking Ted DiBiase gimmick because, my God, if they don't, I'm not watching NXT anymore. <laughs> just kidding. It's just kidding. That's NXT is the best product that WWE has to offer, so I will not be doing that. Uh, For me... Uh, I'd say probably the match that I would go back and watch is Saray versus Zoe Stark. It was a great first match for Saray. I don't know how anybody else felt, but um, give me a shoot me a tweet, peeps. Hit me up at at ginger one nine eight seven six on Twitter. Let me know what match you thought was the better match for this night because. There was a few, this was a, in my opinion, this is a really good episode of NXT. Yes, they had a lot of backstage stuff, but the matches were really good. I, th- I thought every match pretty much nailed this episode on the head. So, let's, uh, let's keep this flow going for Tuesdays. Uh, last week's episode was good. And we will, we'll see where this is going because me and Jason have discussed this, uh, 
last week or the week before, uh, two weeks ago, I'm sorry, uh, that it's they don't have to worry about what other the other channel is doing. They just they just got to do what they do, and that's what's going to draw people in. That's all they need. So. So as for this episode of the NXT Rundown, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you guys very, very much. I hope I didn't bore you too much. Um, it was kind of a last-minute decision, but uh, you know, hopefully you guys were entertained by this. Uh, please don't forget to go to rundownwrestling.com. Put your picks in for the AEW Hottest Female Tournament. Um, right now you got, let's see, let's give you a little inside scoop here on what, what your brackets look like. Anna J versus Eva Lisa, uh, Tay Conti versus Serena Deeb. Um, let's see what else you got. Uh, Britt Baker versus Big Swole. That's going to be a landslide. Uh, Renee Michelle versus Miranda Alize. Alize, I hope, guarantee I butchered that. Ashley Vox versus Rebel. That's just a select few of the uh, matches you got going on over there for that bracket on RundownWrestling.com. But as for me, ladies and gentlemen, again, I, I thank you. Hopefully this is somewhat bearable. Uh, hopefully Jason will be back next week. He's got some crazy shit going on right now. He's got a lot of busy shit going on. He's a busy man. Busy, busy man. But, again, ladies and gentlemen, I can't thank you enough. And hopefully you guys tune in next week. I love you. Thank you. And we will NXT you next week. Listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundown wrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash thesalzer effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.